Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Now we're well aware of the importance of the bees, and kids have been invited to be a poll to help the bees with Wexford Home Preserves, a fabulous Wexford company. But who better to talk about this than the legendary Aina Lee Lowla? The last time I met Aina was down in Johnstown Castle, and she had me looking in river beds and in rivers, God knows for God knows what. Good morning to Aina. Long time no chat. God, that's just terrible. I thought you would have learnt all I was telling you if you were looking in rivers rather than saying you were looking for God knows what. I'll have to go and see you again and teach you some more. Uh, You're more than welcome to, and I'd love to travel with you again because I'd enjoy the chat as well as looking for the the, the life forms in the rivers. But anyway, Anna, tell me about the bees. What's the problem with the bees? Well, I mean, the thing about the bees is we have practically a hundred different species of bees. I mean, we always think we only have honeybees, and honeybees are the ones that the beekeepers keep. But we have about 20 species of bumblebees, and we have nearly 80 species of solitary bees. So these are all really, really important for visiting flowers and for pollinating them. And over um, half of them have suffered substantial declines in the last 40 years. And this is because of changing land practices, much more um, intensive agriculture, you know, people making silage instead of making hay, putting out sprays and weed killers and things like this. So as a consequence, there's less space for the bees to, to occupy and to be there. <laughs> and in the, and, and um, it's because of what we're doing. So the bees are in trouble and we need to understand this and do something to, to actually make sure that they're getting better and, you know, putting out stuff for them that will help them. All right. And one of these uh, great ideas has been brought forward by Wexford Home Preserve. So I've met on several occasions at various outside broadcasts and we've spoken to them at very various business shows we've done on the morning mix as well. Tom and Laura Sinnott of Wexford Home Preserves are more than enthusiastic about bees. In fact, they want everyone to become a poet, particularly young children. And it's uh, info at wexfordpreserves.ie by the 18th of March. Are you aware of this initiative, Aina? Oh, indeed I am. In fact, I am the judge, God love me. But what, um, I think it's a great, a great initiative by Wexford Home Preserve because obviously they make jam. Jam is made from fruit. We won't have fruit if there's not bees to pollinate the flowers because it's the moving of pollen from one flower to another that causes the fruit to form. If there's no bees this won't happen. So they're, they're, they're obviously very concerned about the amount of bees we have and the wish to make them make you have us even more bees. So the competition they have is actually to get pupils in schools to write a poem about bees. Now this is the most unusual competition. Usually they're drawing pictures or they're taking photographs or they're writing things about the bees themselves. But this is actually a poem about bees. And this is what the competition is about. And then the prize will be, in some instances, there'll be lovely... Um, bee homes like for the bees to overwinter in what they call bug hotels but because all these solitary bees need places to overwinter because they hibernate. In other instances there'll be packets of seeds and flowers which of course will be food for the bees when they're flying around in the summertime. So we are asking the school children in primary schools to write poems about bees and about bees in the world. They can be nice poems about the lovely bees. They can be poems about perhaps the trouble bees are in, they can be poems about what they're doing to help the bees but poems about bees because it actually gets a different creativity going in children and it's a great competition and I'm the judge, God love me, I'll be judging all these lovely poems. Have you got a poem yourself Haina? No, I'm just... Oh no, no, no I was was quoting out Joyce Kilmer, she started out with I think that I will never see a poem 
lovely as a tree. Yeah. Well, she could have said as a bee as well, I don't know. But I'm hoping to see lots of poems, lovely poems about bees. Right. And, um, you know, nature has always been an inspiration to poets. You have people like, like Keith talking about nightingales and people like Shelley writing poems about, you know, daffodils and flowers and Wordsworth does the same. So, I mean, writing poems about bees, it, it comes from a long tradition of people writing poems about nature. So I'm sure that the children in the South every bit as poetically inclined right. as any of these old English poets I'm telling you about. Well, we have lots of listeners who are often contact me about the bees. Maybe they might put in, uh, uh, get into a poetic vein and see what the listeners come up with today. I'm sure we get some sort of a little prize for them, a book or something uh, to do with oh, nature. Oh yeah, that'll form, yeah, because the children yeah. have sent them in. The closing days, in fact, is the 18th of March. Yeah. I know that they're back at school. They have two weeks now to be doing this because we've just finished back in from the midterm break. So if you haven't got them to write me a poem, this is your job now for this week and next. Write your nice poem about bees and, and then send it in because the, the prizes are great for your school and the whole raising awareness of the status of bees is really, really important because they need all the help they can get. Right. What else is going on in your world at the moment apart from the bees? Uh, I, I, what did you? Do? Someone has asked me to ask you about the flowers and what they, be, they do to the flowers here in Ireland as well. But in in general, what else have well, you been working flowers, on? Yeah. I mean, you have to have flowers that contain pollen. You have to have flowers that contain nectar. And loads of people plant daffodils and they plant tulips, and they're pure useless for bees. They don't have nectar. They don't have pollen. The bees don't go near them. People plant red flowers, thinking that they're doing the devil and all. Bees can't see red. They can only see down the spectrum as far as green, they don't see it done any longer than that and they don't see red flowers and apart from poppies which give out in ultraviolet light and bees can see like that, apart from poppies there's no wildflowers that are red so stop with the red flowers put out flowers that the bees will like and even if it's in your garden you can put out lovely things like lavender that the bees absolutely love, yeah. hawthorn, pyracantha all of those kind of things are great for bees Will you mention a few of them again because we will be linking in with Nicola and the team and Louise from Kilcannon Garden Centre next week for the first time, the first time in spring. But uh, uh, horse chestnut, is that one? Well, yeah, horse chestnut have big open flowers. The bees can get into those and so they can get into the hawthorn itself. Any of the any of the flowers that are native, things like that mountain ash, they have lovely flowers. Things like blackthorn that will be getting to flower soon. Um, elder, elder in the hedgerows as well. But even if you're planting garden flowers in your garden, I mean, you could plant bulbs like crocuses, you could plant grape hyacinths, you could plant alliums, you could plant lavender. I mean, they're not native species, but they're garden plants, and the bees absolutely love those. So, I mean, and when you go to the garden centres and places to buy these, these plants, it'll say on them that, in fact, they are um, friendly for bees, and that they, 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 they contain nectar and they contain pollen, because bees collect the pollen on their pollen baskets and bring it home to feed the baby bees. And then in the second three weeks of their grown-up life, they collect nectar and bring it home to make honey. And then after six weeks of hard work, the bees drop dead of exhaustion. So if you're telling someone they're as busy as a bee, they should should cool it a bit. You don't want to (laughs) drop dead after six weeks hard work. What, what other insights have we lost? Because I'm just lis- listening to you. I'm thinking of, say, childhood, and you'd hear the sound of the cricket, or you'd see the little ladybird. Are bees the only one that uh, are under pressure? Have we lost 
Like, uh, as, well, as long as it's here in the centre of the crickets, the, yeah. Yeah, no, well, I mean, the crickets were actually, are actually a foreign, a foreign creature. They only lived inside in houses because it was warm for the crickets. So, you know, the crickets that were in the turf baskets, they went the way of the turf baskets. But we get, a, we get grasshoppers now, which are the ones out of doors, and they sound the same, the same chirping thing. And we do have meadow grasshoppers. But you see, as you can imagine, 50%, over 50%, 52 or 53% of the country is covered in grass because the grass is what the cows eat. And for though, for though, this grass was allowed to grow, to become hay, and that's what fed the animals in the winter time. And in the last 30, 40 years, farmers have changed to cutting silage because it's absolutely more, more nutritious, they feed, and more of a crop. But if yeah. you give the fields a number one haircut in May, yeah. there's no wildflowers for the insects to have. There's no place for the bumblebees to have nests underneath the soil. All of this is scutched away with the, with the, the silage making. Now, I mean, I know farmers to have to have animals and they have to feed them and all of that. But, you know, the, the, the planting around the borders of the fields with, with the headlands, the, the borders, the, the hedgerows, all of these things can have extra things added to them to make up for the fact that we're using agriculture, you know, we're doing such intensive agriculture. Yeah. So it's looking at what we've done to the environment and making up for it by the okay. places that they're not growing grass because there's, there's only 50% of the country growing grass, the other 50% isn't. You know, and if they were really, really favourable for people it would certainly help. Right, we've got to wrap it up in just a second. I want to get back to you about the competition again, but I also want to acknowledge Tom and Laura Sinnott, who established Wexford Home Preserves in 1988. Uh, Tom's aunt, Alan, I believe it was established by. They use the open pot boiling method to cook all their products, and I know you're very careful who you lend your support to, so I think you acknowledge this wonderful Wexford company, and now you'd like to get people to text in or message in their poems, students really, at schools, isn't it? So it's info at wexfordpreserves.ie so as the adjudicator what quality of poem are you looking for has it to be magnificent I'm talking about primary school children now, so when you're saying students, people might think, I mean, the competition is for primary schools. I mean, anyone could send in a poem and that would be great. But for, 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 for um, you know, poems have to have a message. They have to be succinct. They're not a big descriptive paragraph. And, you know, a nice short poem that will actually capture the message you want to convey in nice language. You say something and it's, you know, when you read the poem, you get a message from it. I mean, it's different to writing, writing a paragraph about something or saying your thoughts. It's, it's quite a skill, actually. And, you know, when you get a poem that's done really well, it's great. I mean, they don't, nowadays, poems don't necessarily have to rhyme. In yeah. the olden days, that you had iambic pentameter and they were rhyming and things. But nowadays, modern poems don't okay. actually have to rhyme. So don't worry about that. You know, just have a look at other poems that you see in your school books and see what you can do for people. Lovely to talk to you, Aina. And the next time you can bring me back and educate me again about river life, I look forward to that. Okay, and we talk to you And soon. I have an exam at the end. Do you remember <laughs> You shouldn't be saying it, don't remember. Don't <laughs> say things like that. I promise you I won't forget the next time. All right, Aina. Lovely, lovely to talk to you. Have a good, good day. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.